Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, an absolute delight. Please, Mr. Graham Roberts. Mr. Martin Chivers. Yes. Mr. Glenn Hoddle. Tony, Tony Galvin, Tony Galvin on the wing. Tony Galvin is our very special guest at our next Spurs show season ticket live event at the Albany Pub, Great Portland Street on Tuesday, March 27th. You can join us, listen from Tony, and meet the man by just simply going to season.spurshow.net, signing up and getting a season ticket. And that season ticket will get you and a guest into all our monthly special Spurs Show events. Come on, you Spurs. Spurs Show Live with Tony Galvin on Tuesday, the 27th of March. Secure yourself two tickets at season.spurshow.net Plus get two tickets for the Alan Mullery Show in April And a ticket for the Ryan Mason end of season party on May the 16th That's all from season.spurshow.net Season.spurshow.net The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. It's Mike Lee here. It's the Spurs Show. Thank you so much for joining us again. This week, um, joining me tonight, uh, two gentlemen who've been on the show before. Firstly, uh, photographer and writer, Mr. Rob White. Good evening. Was that a good enough yeah, intro for yeah, you? That's fine. That'll do. Yeah? No, I'm a charity worker, but I don't A like charity worker. It, yeah. You don't, do you? No. Are you still doing that Sporting Memories? I am memories Sporting thing? Memories, yeah. Sporting yeah. Memories Network. Check them out. They're good. What's the website? Uh, I think it's Sporting Memories Network. Dot org or something. It's not good enough. Really should know the shit. No, I don't. You know, old people they don't do tech. Like, oh, yeah. That's the problem. True. Yeah, but they're relatives. They're relatives. They're relatives do. Yeah. Ah. Well, if you just if you just Google Sporting Memories Network, it will come up. And uh, in fact, Mr. Hawksby's a patron of ours. Oh so, really? Yeah. So it's it's no, it's a great charity. 
helps people with early onset dementia, isolation or depression come together, chat about sport, a bit like a podcast, mm. actually. There you are. There you are. It's mm. the sort of... Uh, Upbeat starts the show. There we go. Uh, also joining my kind of namesake, uh, Mitch Lee. Hello. How are you? Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. No, it's lovely to have you back. Yeah, it's I always haven't... been a sort of running joke that we literally share the same name. <laughs> exactly. Same spelling. We're not related, are we? As far as I'm aware. I mean. Unless you've got family from Sierra Leone, have you? Uh... I don't think so. Oh, no. I don't okay, think so. Right, okay. So I think we're fine. And, and a man I've been trying to get on for a while, he was, he's been slightly ill recently. Then one week you couldn't make it and all that. Actor, writer of, of over 140 books, um, and the man oh, I always follow on Twitter, the man who's at the new ground, filming the new ground, here I am, Chris Cowlin, making his debut. Hello, nice to be here. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. It's lovely to have you on, finally. Um, and then we've also got, and we'll, we'll bring him in very shortly, uh, Andy Greaves, who, if you go to the games, you'll know he writes, for, I think we'll ask him, quite a few years, writes all the sort of ex-player interviews for the official Tottenham programme. Um, and anyway, so tonight's show, we're going to look back at the wonderful and sort of unexpectedly easy win against Swansea. Um, no game this coming this weekend, apart from internationals, if you're totally interested, we're not. So we'll talk about the FA Cup uh, semi-final draw and the, the big thing that most Spurs fans in this country who managed to get to games we're talking about is the whole season ticket thing we're on phase one everybody phase one phase two coming up tomorrow to get your season tickets so we'll have a big chat about that um and that that will be the show that will be it so firstly let, let's let's uh, before we look at the uh, swansea game let's chat to the man who writes uh, a lot for the uh, official Tottenham program mr andy greaves Okay, so we're joined here by Andy Greaves. Andy, thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you? Cheers. I'm very well, Mike. How are you doing? I'm, I'm really well. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of your work. I've been going to Spurs for many, many years. And, and I am, well, I don't know, you're probably good to tell us how many people actually buy the match programme again. But <laughs> I always sort of sit down and, 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 and read your interviews. How long have you been uh, working with the club? Um, I started doing uh, work with the club probably back in 2009 on the old um, Hotspur magazine. And That's then right, yeah. I've probably been doing this sort of programme work now for about eight years. Right. And how long have you been? I'm, I'm presuming you're a Spurs fan, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, when, when did you start going to Spurs or following them? Um, I, uh, my first ever Spurs match was when I was uh, 10, 1993, uh, an FA Cup tie against Wimbledon. So lots of happy memories. Uh, it was on uh, Valentine's Day as well. So I always sort of thought, think of it as my uh, falling in my uh, first <laughs> love with that game. <laughs> what was the score? Can you remember? Because I uh, can't. 3-2 three to, three to Spurs. Ah, there we are. Fantastic. And then when <laughs> did you, presumably, you, you know, so... You've obviously been a, a writer for a while. When did you get yeah. the, the, the big gig? When did that come about? Um, I did some work for the Cockadoodle-Doo fan yes, I don't I, know if I, you I remember that. Wonderful, um, wonderful fan And sadly, when that sort of mm. uh, went, I started to sort of pitch my work around as I, I left university. And then I just very luckily happened to, to, to get in touch with Spurs at the right time when mm. they were looking for a, for a freelancer. And the, the rest, as they say, is history. Fantastic. And out of all the sort of interviews that, that you're, you're sent off to do, which is yep. the one that you go when you were told, or well, we got sense so that you go <gasps> like that. Who was that? Any particular player? Do you know what? It, it would have to be any player from the the double winning team. Really? It's just 
the mm. way that they talk probably about Bill Nicholson and you get yeah. to sort of get a little snippet of what he must have been like and they're the interviews that you just think oh my god they're absolutely brilliant <laughs> yeah I mean I, I love I mean I love the one Juventus because it's a player that I think is often forgotten by a lot of Spurs players and and we you know I feel quite bad that we've never had on the show it was uh, the great interview we did with Terry Medwin yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just a, a Spurs legend, yeah. and probably, as you say, a little bit overlooked because mm. he didn't feature as much in the the the, the sixty one double winning team. I don't think he played in the final, did he? In sixty one, no. so that's probably a little bit why. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, I mean, it's interesting. You, you mentioned your first game there was was nineteen ninety three. Yeah. So you are one of many thousands of Spurs fans that have never actually seen us lift the FA Cup uh, only from the, uh, the the comfort of my sofa two years earlier yeah exactly you know it's quite weird because I'm I'm 50 now so I started going early 70s so I saw the whole early 80s team and it did become yeah. a little bit sort of you know it's like it, you know we used to joke it's you know Wembley it's our second home and, and all that and we sort of went there because we had the sort of charity shield games and the League Cup in 82 we were there a hell of a lot yeah, and then yeah. it was sort of, you know, even with that sort of 91, none of us thought we'd be sitting here now. <laughs> and it's been that long, you know, because we've always been known as a cup team, rightly That's or wrongly. Um, so, what, I mean, what, I mean, you've obviously the Swansea game. What, what are your kind of thoughts with this current team? Do you think this could be finally the year that we lifted again? I like to think that, it, you know, we've got sort of on paper with, with the form team, I think, of the four clubs left in. But I think we've had our hearts broken so many times. We're not sort of, you know, expecting anything. I unfortunately um, have to mention as well, I've been at all seven of the uh, the FA Cup semi-finals <laughs> I mean, since the Gaza one. So I'm just so desperate for us to put an end to that, that yeah. semi-final run. And, I, and I'm really glad that we're not playing Chelsea as well, because the thought of losing to them in three consecutive semi-finals would just be I think, so, you're, uh, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. And I, I remember when we, when we beat them in the League Cup final. I remember having the same yeah. thought: or oh, let's not get them in this stage. And then at the final, we, we're obviously beating us. And they've, you know. So I hope you, hope you're right. I mean, you know, you you, you mentioned because we were talking off air about some of these semi-finals. What was the one that still rankles with you? Um, what was the one? You know what? The the one that had me in tears as a kid was the '95 semi-final yeah. against Everton That's because that was the one. That was the one. <laughs> that was the one where we it, our name was written on the cup. Yeah. Well, that's when I believed our name was written on the cup, and yeah, that was an absolute heartbreaker. That one. It was that. I mean, it was that early kickoff at Ellen Road, and and obviously yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the game before the wonderful win at Anfield, and we all, you know, it's the Spurs way. It's a hope that kills you. We just all went up there going, and because Everton weren't a good, a good team at that. I mean, they went on to win yeah, the cup yeah. that season, but it really. I, I agree, Andy. That was the one that that, that <laughs> for us. And, and bringing it bringing it forward now, you know, sort of, do you get to sort of meet the current team and do any kind of work with them? How how does, how does it work? Your uh, I, I work I work from home in mm. in South Wales, so quite away away. Unfortunately, um, most of my work done sort of doing over the the phone interviews, right? Um, and they're predominantly with uh, former players as well, mm-hmm. but. Uh, got to meet a few of the the current players which is which is nice and who because you know again these are sort of mythical creatures to a lot of people because they don't yep. mix like they used to which yeah. ones have you sort of chatted to that just seem really lovely and down to earth any that stand out 
Um, do you know what? Someone that would totally surprise people in terms of his sort of perception has probably been uh, Dimitar Berbatov, just right. in, in terms of him coming across as an absolutely lovely bloke to me. And yet when I had an interview lined up with him, lots of people sort of warned me that uh, he was quite aloof as he was on the pitch, but mm. he was absolutely uh, fantastic. But uh, aside from that, all the obvious legends that you probably know all about, people like Mickey Hazard, Ledley, uh, Darren Anderton, Ozzy mm. Ardi, I mean, they're just uh, as brilliant people as they were players. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, what what are your thoughts on this 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 current team? You know, obviously you've been following the team, well, you know, physically going since '93. You know, do, yeah. do you, I mean, are you one of these kind of fans that goes, oh, it's all about we've got to win a trophy, got to win a trophy, or don't you think that's as important as it maybe used to be? No, I'm definitely in the old school camp of wanting to win <laughs> trophies, absolutely. I mean, it's funny you were saying about the FA Cup earlier because, I mean, I've only known Spurs win one FA Cup since I've been supporting them yet. I've always had this thought of the FA Cup being our, our trophy and yeah. I still sort of feel it like that. And, you know, rightly or wrongly, my, my opinion would be I'd love to win a, see us win the FA Cup. You know, even if we, we finished fifth in the league, I would uh, would still take that. Fair enough. That's great. Now, Annie, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's wonderful. My pleasure. Keep up the good work. And I know a lot of our listeners love love reading uh, your interviews with all the greats. So thank you so much and hopefully you'll Lovely. come on again. Thanks a lot, mate. Lovely. Take Thanks, care. Andy. Cheers, Speak mate. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers, bye. Lovely man. It's funny, you don't sort of know how old someone is and to sort of hear... 93 and someone who hasn't seen that much success. Chris, when did, when did you start going? 93. Oh, the same year. <laughs> exactly the same no. year. Ipswich Away was my first game. Right. Um, and then uh, first game at White Hart Lane was May 94. Right. Uh, last game of the season. Was that, was that under Francis? Was that 94? Who was the 94? Off the top of my head. Uh, 93, 94. It might have been Aussie. Was Aussie, yeah. Aussie, yeah. 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 Interesting football under Aussie. Well, it was great. It was the, the famous five going. For, yeah. was, was it, it was Ipswich away, was it, the game you went to? Ipswich away, 2-2. Two, two. Oh, 2-2. Well, I remember the following one onto Aussie. We won 5-3 five, five, or something. When we just absolutely ripped them to part. I'm sure it was uh, with the famous five. Maybe it was, maybe it was the following, following season. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, the, the, the game that's just been. Um, you know, Swansea City, we kind of, again... On paper, we thought, oh, this is a good draw to get. You know, we should do it. And you kind of, when the team news came out, obviously the IU brothers couldn't play. And I mean, again, I, 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 I try not to look at social media before a game, but I can only imagine the comments when they saw Vorman goal and Sissoko playing and all that. But I mean, it was really quite, I mean, we, it, we, we started well. I mean, apart, no, actually, apart from the first 10 minutes, we they just got into it, didn't we, Chris? It was a very, very comfortable win. Um, it's what I expected. I expected us to, to go there and win comfortably, and we did. Um, I don't think it matters what team we put out. Um, Suzoko actually had a very, very good game for Spurs. Yeah. Um, it was coming. Um, Pochettino seems to have this way of turning players around. And I've seen, you know, I go to most games, and every time Suzoko seems to get the ball, lots of fans just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> which is the, completely the wrong reaction. Yeah. But he actually had a very good game. Um, but as I say, I think Pochettino works with players very closely um, and develops their game, as, he, as I think he, he will do with him. I mean, I mean Mitch, bringing you in now, this whole Sissoko thing, I mean, we, I mean, 
makes me laugh that we all lord Pochettino, this great manager, look how he's brought players on. And yet, why is it that fans are so... Is it because he supposedly cost 30 million and we saw him play in the, the European Championship so up front? Why do you think it is? I just don't think he's that easy on the eye. When he gets the ball, he looks like he can't control his legs. <laughs> the, the ball is sort of bouncing off him and it's one of those sayings where his second touch is a tackle. Um, I would say that was his best game for us against Swansea. I thought he looked really comfortable. He was defensively mined. I think he set up Lamella's goal as well, didn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, talking to Lamella, I thought he had a, a brilliant game. You know, it was really funny because just before he scored, I was thinking, he's playing really well, but he's all left foot. He's all left foot. Mm. You've got to do is just show him on one side. And then he goes and scores a goal on his right. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. uh, it was a really good goal. And Ericsson, again, kind of bossed the midfield. But Sissoka, I thought that was his best game. Um, a lot of players just really delivered on the day um you know it was a comfortable win in the end and i didn't kind of expect it i, I wasn't sure what we were going to do there because you know you, you just don't know sometimes but no it was comfortable and on we go i think rob do you think getting that second goal the stroke of half time where we've seen spurs dominate so many games and then not get enough goals because they had a chance early in the second half with um the garden loan from um chelsea abrams should have should have abrams yeah yeah yeah, Tony yeah, yeah. abrams should have probably put that away yeah I think um, I mean I watched it in the best possible way which was um, being elsewhere seeing the result and then watching the rec- <laughs> oh really then watching the recording when I got home <laughs> right. so, uh, that's where a were fan- you why were you watching it online uh, I was uh, I was at uh, Twickenham Mike oh, um, you ma- oh yeah, yeah you mentioned yeah yeah yeah, yeah. charity thing yeah, yeah, right. I don't like to mention it but <laughs> okay. um, yeah so <laughs> and, and I'm just if I can just rewind slowly because um, this whole Sissoko thing it's doing my head in slightly and I, I've I've set up a one man it's a save Sissoko um, really? society yeah nice because I, I think uh, for one thing we have to have absolute faith in Pochettino and mm. what Pochettino picks and if Pochettino picks Sissoko and I know people are going to accuse me of blindness but I you know I've, I've slagged players off in the past but I just think that the problem is that we, we've the, the expectation levels of expectation for Spurs fans have raised and raised and raised and actually Sissoko would would you know, in in my mind, he, he he does everything within his own ability, and and he, he looks like he's trying hard, which always helps mm. from my point of view. And I noticed at the end when he threw his shirt into the crowd, there was an awful lot of people. So how did they threw it back? Yeah, no. yeah, there was no. an awful. No, somebody somebody posted actually he didn't throw it, and he gave it to a, a, this. Uh, this is going to make you feel good, Mike. He gave he it to it, he missed five year old kid, oh, and they were they were nice. on social media wearing it later. Yeah. And yeah, there was lots yeah. of people singing Musa Sissoko. Yeah, they're I, I hope Oh, Musa Sissoko, yeah, yeah, the first yeah. filey. Yeah. I hope those people aren't the ones that are going to slag him off as soon as he as soon as he misses a pass. Mm. But he's got better, Chris. I mean, in, in fairness to the player, he's, you know, you know, yes, he started off quite badly. He missed whole preseason and all those sort of things you hear about. But he's, he's certainly, I mean, he hasn't been a regular starter this season, but when he's come on, I think he's done a good job. I think it's all an attitude as well. And I think Pochettino mm. must see this day in, day out um, on the training pitch. And Suzuko's, I think, our most used player this season. So he must be doing something right. Well, there you are. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I think that he's grown. He's been here, was it two years now? Come on for two years, I think. Just for the second Yeah, season. the first year. I'm pretty sure he didn't have a pre-season. So he was taking either. his time to get in. And he just seems to be growing every single game he's getting. And I, mm. I thought it was his best game for us. And obviously, Ericsson and Lamella were going to get all the, 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 the accolades for the weekend. But he, I thought he was not far behind him. He really did play well. Looked, uh, but I agree with what you said, Rob, about Lamella. Because, you know, people who bothered us in the show more than once I've never been a massive fan I've I, no, I never thought Lamella does enough 
in a game. I know what he's good at and whatever. Well, what what are your sort of feelings on it? I mean, he, I think that was probably one of his best games for Spurs. On Lamella, yeah, it's a similar similar scenario, yeah. really. You know, I think um, obviously, again, leaving it to Pochettino, he sees something in him because he keeps picking him. Mm. I sort of uh, the, with both Lamella and Sissoko, I sort of wonder whether there's that um, element of. They don't know what they're going to do. So how's the opposition going to know what they're going to do? This it's almost yeah. the element of surprise slightly, but um, yeah, I, you know, Lamella's he's a good player, no mm. doubt about that. Ask Theo what he thinks. He's not a fan, <laughs> is he? <He's> not, <laughs> not at all. You know, but looking at goals, I mean, you know, Ericsson, who, you know, Ericsson's another player. You know, when he's absolutely on it, it's brilliant. And then there's certain games where you can argue he kind of goes missing a little bit. You go, come on, look look for the ball, look for the ball. But I mean, Chris, this is one of those games that, especially that first goal, he came deep, got the ball around, found the say, used the sort of defender to curl around the ball around that defender into the goal. Yeah. He had a, a, a great game. Well, I think uh, everyone always talks about Harry Kane because mm. he gets all the goals, but Ericsson is the king of assists. Um, he bossed the midfield. Um, you know, he controlled the game. Mm. Um Absolutely brilliant. But um, if you look at the last two games, Harry Kane's not been playing. We've scored seven goals. Mm. So if everyone keeps calling Spurs the Harry Kane team, um, our midfield score a lot of goals. They chip in a lot of goals. Um, So that's really good to see. No, and I also think, Mitch, you know, again, people say, oh, there's no Dembele, there's no Luis, there's no Ali. But that, I mean, apart from that Abraham's chance where it could have easily been 2-1, it was such a what for for an FA Cup. Okay, I know it doesn't mean as much as it does it anymore. But for an FA Cup quarter final, their first quarter final in fifty four years, it was far easier than we well, thought. Well, I thought when that when I saw the team initially, I thought oh, he's taken a bit of a risk oh, really? because we, people which, which positions. Well, I thought Sissoko. You know, um, I thought Ali's on the bench. Dembele. Mm. These are you know they're big players for us, and I was just a bit concerned I thought if we lose this people are going to just jump all over him because this is our last opportunity to win a cup obviously going out the Champions League meant that this is even bigger mm. and uh, I just thought I hope he gets this one right and he did he got, he got it bang on right every player in there delivered and really as you say Swansea offered little the double save Vaughan made yeah. um, that was it that was, was it. it. Yeah, we, we we pretty much ran the show and Swansea were never really... They've got bigger things to worry about. They're trying to survive, aren't they? Mm. So, no, it, it was fairly easy for us. And, you know, <laughs> we've had a nice, easy... Well, I say easy draw. We've had easy teams so far, even though we've made hard work of it. We're at this stage now where... Um, you can't get to the final without beating the big teams. And no. that's, where, that's where we are. Now. Well, let's talk about that's that minute, in, in a minute. Before we do that, obviously, uh, a, a new feature as we have, you know, because Spurs show listeners are a worldwide family. Uh, we've got the views uh, of Brian Moore of LA Spurs and David Harris from Oz Spurs. What they thought about the uh, Swansea performance. This is Brian Moore of the Los Angeles Spurs, the US correspondent for the Spurs show. Just watched Spurs defeat Swansea at the Liberty Stadium three to nil at the Greyhound pub in LA with about 60 Spurs supporters. It was another great victory for Tottenham, even without Harry Kane in this FA Cup quarterfinal tie. Spurs played some scintillating football at times with two goals from Ericsson and one by Lamella. Even the drawn-out VAR incident taking away Sonny's seemingly onside goal was a big talking point as well. And so it's on to the semi-finals at Wembley in April. Come on, you Spurs. This is David Harris, the Spurs show Australian correspondent. A convincing win against Swansea in the quarterfinals of the Cup 
with Ericsson starring in a slightly deeper role than usual. I was particularly impressed with Mora. I think he looks to be a great signing. And, of course, the work that we did interchanging up front with Ericsson, Mora, Lamella and Son. I thought Sanchez looked a bit shaky at the back and maybe it was an opportunity of half an hour to go to give Toby some much-needed match time. But that's being churlish. And for those who say that Pochettino isn't committed to the Cups, this is now his second FA Cup semi-final of his reign to go with the final in the League Cup final in his first year as manager. Finally, in terms of all the discussion about the inflated season ticket prices this week, my thoughts are, what do you expect with Enoch? They're not transparent in the way that the stadium has been funded. We don't know how much Enoch themselves have put into the stadium, and I think we need to have that transparency from the club ownership. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Now, so, um, um, well, let's, let's, uh, let's do a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about the semi-final draw against Manchester United. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Right, gentlemen, United, I mean, were you all kind of happy we didn't get Chelsea? Chris, or did you want Chelsea? I didn't want Chelsea at all. I was absolutely (laughs) delighted that we got Manchester United. We were never going to get Southampton. We were never never going to get them. They warmed the balls up. Yeah. And they basically separated Chelsea and United. We were never going to be Tottenham and Southampton. Even though the presenter said it would be Tottenham v Southampton. I I, I didn't see the draw live. She did, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, But no, I'm delighted that we've got Manchester United. We beat them at Wembley this season. um, At home. Mm. If you want to see it as a home game. (laughs) I think it'd be very, very different. Um, at Wembley this time but um, I, th- I think we'll win I mean that Mitch I don't know if you went to the, the league game uh, yeah, I did, and I don't yeah. want to tempt fate yeah. they were fucking awful they, they were, we were brilliant they were, we, that, that was the game I thought we bossed it for like literally 90 minutes we were brilliant I, don't want to put, I couldn't believe it was a, like, not because it was a cup game I couldn't believe that was a Mourinho team and how well we dominated that's got to give us massive confidence it, surely it does I don't want to put a dampener on it but we had Harry Kane on fire that mm. day and yeah, it, is a, really it is a blow at not having him it really don't get me wrong Sonny can, can do the well, business April the 21st or yeah. 22nd according possibly, to if possibly. you believe reports he should be back for those games. yeah they've been a bit vague with that because they've just said April and as well as that five weekends in April so you don't yeah. really know but you know getting back and getting back to the form he's been playing at mm. is going to be another thing so I think that is going to be our biggest issue is that we haven't got Kane because he, he was running the show he was causing them all sorts of problems the, the last game so um, but yeah even without him we, we can score without him Sonny a lot of Ericsson stepped up so we can score go- goals without him um, and I actually think that if we get through to United, I think that we can beat Chelsea in the final. I really do. I think the hardest game is going to be um, United um, and get through them. And I, and I think we'll get through. Yeah. I mean, fair enough, Rob. It's, it's become, if you you know believe what the press says and, and things going on at United, it's sort of become a really important cup for United now. I mean, they unlike us, they went out with a whimper in the Champions League. They were awful awful against Seville and so now this has become a, a, a bigger game for them that maybe if they got through Seville it wouldn't have been their massive game it would have been the quarterfinal of the Champions League yeah I think that's right and I, I also think uh, it's become a massive game for Chelsea or mm. you know it's a massive it's now Conte saying it's something that they want to win mm. they want to get revenge for last losing the final last season funny enough I was sitting there watching the Chelsea Leicester game doing that thing thinking 
Who would I rather play, Leicester or Chelsea? And I wasn't actually that sure, to be absolutely honest, because I think I think Leicester would have caused problems. Um, obviously, we don't have to face Chelsea until hopefully Southampton. We maybe we, we won't face them. Hopefully Southampton will do them over. But then, then my Spurs, then my Spurs head kicks in and thinks, "Oh shit, we're going to lose to Ch- um, Southampton in the final." <laughs> oh, <laughs> so God. there's all these Spurs that conundrums that go yeah. through your head watching That's games. But yeah, I think it, I think it is a big uh, a big game for United. However, I'm still not convinced that those players can get to where Mourinho needs them to be to to beat us. Which is a, again a really weird thing for Spurs fans to be confident and for Spurs Spurs team to to play with confidence. I mean, you it's, look it's at quite you look at that, I mean, I think the fact that we beat them at Wembley, and when you go through that United team. It's not like a United team of old where there's certain players you go, oh God, they're unplayable. And when you look back at, you know, like, you know, the 5-3 at White Hart Lane, mm. certain games we just go, they are another level. They're not anymore. I mean, it, you, we've got to go with, with immense competence, haven't we? Well, I think we've come on so much under yeah. under Pochettino. We don't fear to play any team mm. uh, anymore. We, we believe that we can win every game that we go in for. And I think there's a, a real belief within the squad. Absolutely. Uh, no, I, I just think that, um, yeah, you're right. It's not the, the Man United of the five threes and, and the gigs and Beckham skulls. I agree, it's not. But Mourinho um, just knows how to do a job. Yeah, 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 yeah and that's yeah. what bothers me more is that he buys a certain type of player, does a certain type of formation and kind of stifles it. And I just hope he doesn't do that and we can sort of flourish and take the game on. That's why I think that's going to be the, the tougher game for some reason. Um yeah, it's, it's 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 not easy. Mourinho just knows how to do a job. That's what bothers me. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, we still don't know when that's going to be. They haven't announced. It's either the Saturday, April twenty first, Sunday, April twenty second. I'm praying it's the Sunday because I thought my, it was the Sunday. Hasn't been announced. Yet. Hasn't, hasn't been announced. Yet. It's it's my daughter's birthday party on the Saturday. <laughs> I've booked the Build a Bear party and the, and the restaurant. It's booked. If it's Saturday, oh, there's going to be fireworks in the household. <laughs> there's going to be fireworks. And I tell my crying child, I won't be at your party. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, bits of business. Don't forget this season we, we're teamed up with Labbooks, uh, bringing you plenty of specials. Uh, go to bet.spurshow.net and have a flutter. Uh, don't forget you can sign up and get a Spurs Show season ticket Uh ticket basically which gets you and a guest into all our wonderful monthly events and next week at the albany pub great portland street next tuesday we have tony galvin tony galvin on the wing <laughs> uh joining us uh next week and the following month on april 24th with alan mullery joining us and then we've got our big annual end of season live show on wednesday may the 16th so to join us at all those events just go to season.spurshow.net one of the bit of business i did a really lovely interview with uh, lucia delandro recently uh she's got a sort of blog page about spurs it's called sport hack sports with a zero instead of the o dot wordpress.com um go and check that out and support that right uh gentlemen it's sort of everyone's really worrying about it now the new stadium it opened yesterday with phase one the season tickets i know uh the um the trust have come out martin cloak who's been on the show many many times has sort of given their sort of thoughts on it love to get your take on 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 the new stadium and, and basically the pricing and and how you think it's fair or not chris you'd like to kick off I mean, you, you go to lots of the new stadium. You're the, you're the man. You're the eyes of many people showing this amazing thing that, that's emerging in front mm. of us. 
Um, I'm extremely excited about the new stadium. Obviously, um, being alive when something like this is happening um, is great. Uh, no one's impressed with the prices. Everyone's disappointed with the prices. One man is. When, when I, <laughs> <laughs> but when, when, I, when I read on Twitter that people's seat, like for like, as mm. it was in White Hart Lane, is something like £600 more than what they were paying before is ridiculous. And, you know, no one can be happy But the clubs say there is no for like for like. It's a brand new stadium, different vantage point, and mm. but, it's but higher. The end product is the same, right? It's 90 it's, minutes watching people run about. Mm. Fair enough. End of argument. But I mean, I mean, I think correct me if I'm wrong. The, the, the cheapest. I mean, I know there's certain concessions on something, but, but if you don't have concessions, the cheapest ticket. This is not uh, corporate seats. Is nine hundred and fifty pounds, going up to one nine nine five. My memory of the old White Hart Lane, I think there was people paying. 13, 14, 1500 on the halfway line. So sort of percentage-wise, the, the top, top price seats haven't got that much. It's that kind of mid-rangey type thing that you sort of touched on that's really jumped up for people, isn't it? Well, in the south stand, if you if you sat um, the first three rows in the south stand, you'd pay around £620. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more money than that now. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, that's why people are unhappy. 995? Yeah. Must yeah. be the 995. Yeah. So it's 300. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm looking at because uh, I think... My season ticket was around 700 at White Hart Lane. Where was that? That was in the Paxton Upper. Oh, the Paxton Upper, Yeah, okay. and now I'm looking at 9954. Mm. Uh, it is a slightly better seat because I'm in phase two, so I'll be hopefully in the first two or three rows. So it is a better seat, but that is a big jump of almost, what, what 300 pounds? Yeah, my, my, yeah. My, I was Western Upper sort of in line with the yeah. penalty box, the, the old part lane. Yeah. My, if I, I'm not going to sit there again, but it, it was... 1200 mine's gone up by 300 yeah. which which is which is is a lot isn't it Rob? it is a lot yeah yeah i mean um you know we we may be in fortunate positions where we can afford to do that to do whatever the increase is but there are people that you know it's a lot of money well there's a lot of people that take you know the, the kids or yeah, students yeah. and stuff yeah. so it's actually let's face it for most people for certain ages it's not even one ticket you're talking about you no. probably lot of people you're mm-hmm. talking about yeah at least two tickets and that's when you start going i've got to find three grand by May and all this kind of stuff, you know. But do you think, do you think they've got it, Rob, Rob, really wrong? Or do you think you've got to look at, it's cost a lot of money. We don't have a main sponsor on board yet. Um, we hope, we'll see, maybe I'm being fickle. You, you, you hope that the wages of certain players will go up to secure them to stay at Spurs. Could you, I mean, if the club came out and said, we've got to set these prices because... This, this, and this, and because of that, we're hoping to sign the best player, bring back Gareth Bell, whatever. Do you think a lot of Spurs fans would then go, mm, okay, then, or, or, or just not? Uh, I, I, it's a really interesting debate because there's so many different sides to it. There's emotion and there's there's um, rational thinking. I think in this instance, interestingly, we had a conversation the other day, Mike, about American mm. sport. Yeah, and if I think what the board and, and Levy have done, they've looked west. Mm. Uh, sorry, they, they've looked uh, to America, which is yeah. West, isn't it? Yeah, you know, <laughs> yes. yeah they've, they've looked West for their pricing. They've looked West for their structure. If you look at American football, you look at ice hockey, you look at basketball, all expensive tickets. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I they're, they're all expensive okay. tickets. They're all, a lot of them are sold, um, season tickets are sold, you know, there's, there's years and years of wait list for season tickets. And that is historically what Spurs look business model wise mm. is that way. They look to America. 
in my opinion, they should have been looking the other way, which I think is east, as far as I can yeah, remember. You, you is that right? I'm, I'm doing yeah. well. Yeah. Um, perhaps they should have been looking to Germany in the Bundesliga. Mm. And if you look at the figures there, um, and I know lots of people on social media have, have, have sort of go, yeah, but we're not living in Germany. We're living in England, and this is the Premier League. I, think, I still think it's finance, it's statistics. If you look at the, the turnover, I mean, Bayern Munich, for instance, massive turnover. Um, a lot of their revenue, uh, I've got the figures here, I can just Great, put my spectacles on and I'm going to read absolutely. It's lovely to see someone doing some actual research for this show. <laughs> exactly, I might be asked <laughs> Most of just again. wing it every week. <laughs> so, the last set of figures were, uh, Bayern Munich's revenue was uh, 657 million Euro, uh, dollars, mm-hmm. Spurs' is 310 million. Oh wow, huge yeah? difference. So, okay. it's, a, it's a massive difference. There, um, a lot of Munich's revenue comes from um, commercial. Their commercial revenue is uh, $1,256 million. Uh, our commercial revenue is $234 million. So it's almost four times as much. If you, look at what, um, if you look at what Dortmund do, they do a similar thing. Now, as far as I'm aware, unless you're going corporate at Bayern Munich, the top price tickets are 70 euros. Bottom wow. price tickets are 40, 40 something mm-hmm. euros. Um, and a lot of the range is between 40 and 60 euros for a ticket. Now, I would have liked Spurs to perhaps look at that model rather than look at trying to squeeze every single pound that they can from the customer. And effectively, Bill Nicholson, who said, I believe, something, I'll paraphrase, without the fans, the game is nothing. Mm. Well, there's four... Chris, you wouldn't put it there. I think it's like... So they said there's going to be 44,000 season tickets. We now all know the prices. So therefore, there's going to be nearly 20 to 18,000 match tickets available for games. We still don't know what those those prices are. Mm -hmm. Presumably, they'll do Category A, you know, Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal. But we still... I mean, that... Historically... I've always had a season ticket. It goes back to the FA Cup because it used to, it always used to guarantee you an FA Cup ticket. And when I started going in the sort of 70s, early 80s, there was a really good chance of that. So it made sense <laughs> to go and get the season ticket because yeah, yeah. you got a ticket for Wembley. That's kind of gone out the window now. And I've got certain friends who just go, I'll pick and choose my games now because of commitments. I can't go to them. I'll pick and choose. And you know what? If I got to go on the black market and pay 150 quid for Tottenham Arsenal, it still works out cheaper. So the kind of arguments of having, so I think the club have had to, the new stadium have had to sort of use this new art, be part of. I don't know what the marketing buzzwords they're using to sort of be part of this new thing. And it'll be interesting to see. We don't know yet because it's just starting to face. How do people buy into that? Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Like it's like the new iPhone. Gotta have that thing. Or people of a certain age will just go. You know what? I'm not. I'm. I know quite a few people who have said on social media they're not going to get the season ticket this season because of the prices. But they still go. They still support Spurs. I think the excitement takes over, and I think uh, you'll find the money to to buy it. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, at the Swansea game, there are a handful of people uh, wear, the hand the t-shirts, wearing yeah, t-shirts. Right. Out, yeah, don't price me out. Yeah. and I think if. Even one fan is priced out and they do not renew their season ticket that they've had for many, many years uh, because they can't afford it because the price has gone up that much. I think it would be very, very sad. Mm. But I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if you looked into it, Mitch, because there's, again, I, I saw on the website somewhere, but when you go in, I couldn't find it. There is, maybe it's for certain seats, there is a payment plan you could do a monthly thing. Yeah, I, th- I think they haven't really kind of mentioned it that much. But I mean, that, you know, let's face it, most people who get 
you know Sky TV or whatever you, you pay monthly yeah but I, I think I'm a bit like you I've had my season ticket 20 years I've invested so much into it I'm at a position now where I can get a good seat I've seen the prices are high but if I said no I'm not getting one that's me out of the game yeah that's and, the and I've invested too much Daniel Levy knows that that there's a, a group of supporters I'm similar age to you mm. who've invested so much you almost you can't almost give it up mm. the, the increase is there and you're almost forced to pay you, I, no you're not forced to pay but you 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 are going to pay in a way and I, and I think that a lot of people may say I'm not going to do it but when push comes to shove they probably will you know I, I we'll, we will sell that stadium out that's the bottom mm. line we will do um, Spurs have got you know look at the games at Wembley we've sold you know, it's been amazing it's been absolutely amazing I mean they're kind of Rob I mean I, I get what you're saying but don't you think the club is slightly between a rock and a hard place no I don't you really don't no I don't I think I think for the statistics um, Deloitte have done st- uh, statistics on um, the amount of revenue that, that that generates for ticket sales generate it's falling every year something mm. like 16% now of clubs revenue uh, for instance, Bayern Munich do a thing. They've got 240,000 worldwide members who pay 60 euros to be a member every year, which raises 14 point something. What, what, do, you, what do you get for well, that? Well, for that, you get a, you get the chance to, to basically show some sort of allegiance. You get a chance to buy tickets. I mean, no, we have we a membership. We kind of have that. We, we have, have, a, that, we have yeah, a membership those, scheme. Yeah. But that's just another way of looking at raising revenue, mm. which actually spreads it. Because arguably, okay... We're, we're, I'm arguing from a privileged position because I'm, I've got a season ticket. I'm going to renew my season ticket. But I do feel slightly frustrated and I don't want to sound like the kid that's got the wrong colour bike for Christmas. Mm. I just feel frustrated that actually I don't think the club's particularly listening to this and taking it seriously. I think as a, they're just thinking, well, let's just... We're not going to listen to this because we, 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 we know that noise is going to happen and the noise is a normal human reaction. Mm. However, I do think in if you listen, if you listen to what the... Organisations like the uh, the FSF um, uh, say, you know, it's about time somebody changed the mindset of trying to get as much as they can from fans. And the other really, really important thing, I think, if you talk to fans of Manchester United and you talk to fans of Arsenal, who both have two quite, you know, quite substantial um, fan bases, but quite substantial attendances, the demographic for those fans has changed massively. Mm. You've got lots and lots of tourists, mm. around, you know, well, which, which is, is not a bad thing necessarily yeah. for money if you're mm. if you're looking for finances. But it's the same at Wembley, you know. It's it's, it's changing the match day experience, and maybe I'm old, and maybe that's just something I'm going to have to get used to and get. I'm just a bit disappointed that we had the opportunity, perhaps, to change the model and decided not to but change the model. I, I get that, but Chris, you know, the, sure, there's also an argument. It's a business, and like any business, how much can we charge that people will pay? They'll moan, but they'll pay. And you know, football is so emotive. You don't choose your club. You once you're Spurs, you're Spurs. You're not. Oh, I'm going to go and support Barnet now and go. You, you, not happen. You, you just you just you want to keep going. I think everyone, that's what it boils down e- to. Everyone surely. expected the prices to go up. Of course, they're going to go up. You know, they were never going to go down. They were never going to stay the same. No. They were going to go up. And you could argue. And I know that the supporters trust have a lot to do with this. They've got the concessions, the junior section. There's certain things they've done which the club have taken on board, in fairness. The argument is, as you said, it's just not enough. But the, the fact that you said about um, you had your season ticket uh, running because you wanted a, a cup final mm. ticket. Well, we've, we've got 40-odd thousand season ticket holders at the moment. 
the semi-final, we'll have about 30,000 tickets. It'll go back to the point system. Again, so, yeah, you're going to have 10,000 plus season ticket holders not going to the semi-final or final. And the other thing that has been factored in, Mitch, and we don't know yet, but we know they're going to be bloody expensive. The whole match day experience, obviously now it'd be lovely at White Hart Lane. You know, you can wander around the, like at Wembley, yeah. wander around the concourses. You can now meet mates and family that's good. who are in other sections where before you just didn't see them. Yeah. So all that's great. But we don't know. What's it going to, apart, season ticket aside, how to get to the ground and get out and get yeah, back, yeah. plus what is going to cost you to have what? <laughs> Two pints before the game, some cheese, <laughs> all the things they're talking about. You've got to factor that in over 19 games if you go to every game. It's, it's not going to be cheap. The whole affair is not going to be cheap. But do you know what I think they're planning on? If the football's good, then people pay and enjoy the experience and and the money even though you pay it out you kind of Spurs are winning yet and you kind of forget about it and and you're spending more and I I think that's what they're trying to do but this is what to me you've hit the nail nail on the head because if you're going to look at it in that terms it's a product yeah the best product whatever okay it's got to be two ways will they then turn around and pay Toby the money he wants pay Delhi the money he wants pay the money that Gareth Bell Gareth Bell new signing are they going to go or they're going to or I know what the answer is going to be we've sold the season tickets without any of these announcements we've done it they've all bought the tickets they bought in we now don't need to go we've given you this what do you reckon well, we have high expectations now, don't we? And we yeah. all hope that the money is spent in the... Hence the move. I mean, the argument exactly. that you said was we cannot compete with the European best with a capacity of 36,000. But it's always, there's always the argument. Look what's happened up the road. Mm. The Emirates. Mm. Yeah. They've got it and they still can't the compete. Well, the they still can't compete. That's right. But they've got the money. And it just sits in a bank. Well, yeah. Interesting. Mm. But <laughs> that's where you've got to be getting Champions League year on year out I'm one of those people who I think we need the FA Cup anyway but we you need top four you need like this year it's been great Real Madrid coming down Dortmund mm. if you get that at what hot lane no oh, one complain about yeah. any of the the prices because mm. everyone's those things begging will be extra well this is it you're right it's an extra you're shelling out more category well, it'll be buying in, in, in threes won't yeah. it so yeah, it'll, yeah, be, yeah, it'll yeah. be a whole group stage so that's on top yeah exactly and us winning all those Champions League games the way we did at Wembley has helped Spurs with those tickets price increases absolutely yeah because that's that's what we all want and uh mm. that's what we'll be paying for yeah i mean i think i mean hopefully the very least continue with the sort of league cup and fa cup certain games and making them what was it five yeah. Kids yeah, and, yeah yeah which is great and that kind of thing but do you think i mean you know do you think it's going to stop i mean you know you you know you're well connected with the club and, and fans have you spoken to many people who've gone nah that's it now. I haven't. I haven't. But I've spoken to a lot of people that are probably saying, "Yeah, I'm going to give it a go for one, one season, season," which is, which again is a normal human reaction. And, yeah. and then it's like, oh, I'll just buy, I want to be there for the first, just season. another season. It's a bit like a heroin, but then, but heroin again, addict, isn't I it? Don't, you're right, and I don't think. Well, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Tottenham ever turned around one season, and gone. Good news: the next season we're dropping prices. <laughs> no. It's been frozen, yeah, but they won't drop it. So let's say first season at the new White Hart Lane, we finish fifth. We don't win anything. They obviously won't put the prices up, but I think you're right, Rob. I think maybe that's when people go, I'm not paying 1,500 quid again. It was all about what's on the pitch, to watch that or, or whatever. And then then there could be a problem. Well, the only difference is, is when the seats are empty. Yeah. That's, that's when they will have to re- mm. review it. But the first season in this brand new stadium, every single Spurs yeah. fan wants to be there. Mm. Um, that first game, 
everybody's just itching to get in there. The atmosphere should be electric. Um, you know, we're just all so excited about mm. it. So it doesn't matter what price that they put those tickets out at yeah. the moment. Everyone wants to be there. And I think the corporate seats were a two-year deal because where I used to sit is now a premium seat. And they said, oh, it was three and a half grand plus mm. that. And you had to be at it for two seasons. Yeah. You've got you to know. think as well. They'll get the, Surprised uh, they didn't do that for all the North season tickets. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got to remember as well, they've got the uh, NFL coming over as well. Yeah. You know, I think they've got a game in October. Mm-hmm. I think they've got that there. So they're going to be making money out of that as well. It's, uh, it's a money machine. <laughs> it, is. It, it is. And I think the other thing that um, does annoy me slightly is when people say, yeah, it's a new stadium, it's got to be paid for. It's not like it's going away in two years' time. It's no. not like it's, like... it's like saying... I'm going to move into my house and I've got to pay my mortgage off next year. Mm. It's a business. It's a business yeah. that's, that's completely, you know, as far as we're aware, is going to be, be there for the next 50, 100 years, unless it's mm. an NFL franchise by that time. Um, and Tot- Tottingham Hotspurs don't exist <laughs> oh, anymore. Don't. Well, come on, Mike. Oh, it's the this. voice of doom. No, no, no. It's, it's the voice of reason and, 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 and Nostradamus, mate. He was right. <laughs> Well, anyway, we, we will see. I mean, it's fascinating. And, and for those of you out there on phase two, phase seven, I hope you get the kind of tickets. I mean, it's weird. I was, I was looking today. There's some people that willfully will sit front row <laughs> behind the goal. Why? You can't see anything. I mean, I know because in the old White Hollow, there was a ridiculous bend, wasn't there? Yeah, that's right. On either line, it used yeah. to dip down. I mean, I mean, but I don't get... Certain people love... Six, Probably so because that's where they sat last time, Mike, I would assume. Do you think it is? Yeah, it's human nature. Yeah, I want to Funny sit old creatures. That's, that's my seat. That's my seat. <laughs> Do you know, Mike, I was, I was very fortunate last week to actually go into the, the, the new right. stadium. Oh, wow. And wherever I stood, it was an absolutely terrific view. Well, it that's really nice was. to hear. Yeah. yeah. So that's nice to hear. Whatever seat you get, I'm sure you'll be happy with it. So can you see, so basically from your seat, you can see every corner flag, you can uh, see. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and yeah. it was very, very different from Wembley. You feel so much closer to the action um and for this type of stadium we're actually closer to the action than how the close did it feel had compared to the old white hart lane how did it kind of i know it's quite i know the seats to, aren't in and all that but yeah, where quite, you can imagine the pitch to be and how how sort of steep are those you know those some of those it was stands. quite steep that's what i mean you can actually feel very very close to the action mm. but um we're very close like the south stand is only 4.9 meters from the touch line uh, that's very very close a lot closer than um the Etihad, the Emirates. Is it closer than the Olympic part of the stadium? <laughs> well, no, I read, oh, I read. just a bit, yeah. The widest point to the pitch is the equivalent of the best at the Olympic Stadium. Oh, really? That, that's how it's so bad over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. About, I, I read that one of the papers. It's like 7.9 metres, which is sort of the best there to give you a kind of indication. But I think that's a very, very important mm. point. Mm. And I know the club... As I said, they were kind of hiding. They were hiding for nothing, but they have kept reiterating it's not the White Hart Lane. It's a brand new thing, mm. and this is it. As you mentioned there, and I'm glad you brought that up. This is this is it. This is the view. It's, you can't go. I paid that. It's not the same seat. And if you ever feel, felt squashed up in your seat mm. like I did, um, they're a lot wider as well. Yeah. You're not. You're not a. You're not a, a, a big fan. For those who listen at home, some, uh, like, you're very, you know. uh, some fans are though, Mike. I have noticed. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I think no. There's definitely more leg room, and and as I sort of said, the concourses. I still don't know how they get sixty thousand people in and out of the high road though. That's the thing I think is. Aren't they, they doing do? up White Hot Lane? I heard. I mean, it's a, it's an old station anyway, and it needs investment. And then you've got Northumberland Park, obviously. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot more people walking up the Seven Sisters Road because it's almost twice as many people, isn't it? Exactly. 
uh, and it's a nightmare when 36,000 mm. were getting out, let alone 62,000. That's why they're trying uh, to get you to the ground early, stay yeah, after yeah, the exactly. game, yeah, yeah. which I think is, you know, have some cheese. <laughs> I think it's all very nice, but when you just got thumped through nil to West Brom on a Tuesday night, you're not going to go, should we have some? No, just, I just want to get <laughs> home. Cheddar, please, yeah. I just want to get home. You just want to get out of there anyway. Well, look, time will tell. It's all very exciting. Um, very quickly. Yes, yeah, so next week... Uh, it's the live event with Tony Galvin. I guess Theo Delaney, Paul Coit, Nathan Kotsky, and Tony Galvin. The outro music is from Adam Lightspeed. You can get the tracks at boysonthelane.com. Now, you've doing this wonderful sponsored thing. Please, please mention, Chris. Yes. Um, on the 4th of June, um, for 12 days, I'm driving all around the country, um, visiting all 92 football league grounds. And once I'm there, I'm running around them. Wow. Um, and this is in the aid of the Willow Foundation. Lovely, which is Bob Wilson's wonderful it foundation, is. giving days out for sort of people from 17 upwards or 16, sort of young. 16 to 40, 16 yeah. 16 to 40, fantastic. And where can people just donate some money I've for got that? a Just Giving page, which is justgiving.com, 92 stadiums, 12 days. Great. Well, we'll put that on the description of this podcast. So when you're getting this on your uh, iPhone app or Spurs Show app or Acast app, please give a couple of quid and there's enough of you out there it would be great to get things moving. Do you moving, have to do so. the Emirates I mean, well. Chris needs the, pet- he needs the petrol money. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get to Exeter City. You know, and, and, and uh, what's, what's the most northernest club? Is it Middlesbrough? Who's the sort of furthest? Carlisle? No, Hart- yeah, it must be Carlisle. Yeah, Carlisle, yeah. Carlisle. Yeah. Have you really sort of worked out military I've worked it out, yeah. Every <laughs> single so one, so yeah, one to nine. How many can you do? What's the most you can do in one day? Uh, Twelve. Well, that's not bad. Twelve, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is that the London ones or? Yeah, I'm starting at Wembley, and right. then the last one is Colchester, where I have my uh, two kids, Harry and Amy, running around that last one with me. Oh, lovely! So, Are you going to film this and yeah. on your website? Yeah, it will be on YouTube. Yeah, oh, every, every, every trip. Oh, that's lovely. So, really looking forward to it. Brilliant, Robert. Have you got anything? Uh, to, there was a sh- yeah, yeah. yeah I film, can't talk about that, Mike. Robert, can't you? Uh, can't so, you, you how much time have we got? One. How much time have we got? <laughs> Hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so well, listeners have got nothing else to do. The start of the year was exciting. So. It's been in the pipelines for a long time, but uh, so there's been a short film made of the ghost. Mm. Um, but the part that the, which the, is the book for those who yeah, don't know, the, was the, the book the, that Rob wrote with Julie Welsh about her his father, who was obviously in the '61 double team. Yeah, so it's um, but the, the part that the uh, yeah I was approached by a production company who said they wanted to make a short film based on loosely based, very loosely based, right. but loosely based on. The story of me, which was the so the the book starts with with me in the attic mm. looking for stuff. So it's a it's a story of a a ten year old boy Rob who's looking for more information on his father who was my dad. So it was a, yeah it was the most bizarre thing actually going to the the filming of this um, this thing that it took five days to produce uh, or to film. Uh, Emilia Fox played my mum, which wow. was really really interesting, um, and yeah just quite bizarre so it's being put together it's being edited and um graded or whatever they do to it at the moment and will be uh, it's being put around to festivals there's a um, premiere at bafta which sounds good on Lovely. june the 17th which is father's day nice um, can we do a special spurs show screening well yeah we could do if we really wanted to well, let's do it let's do a spurs thing for listeners yeah, I, I, I just, we'll hire someone and have a big knees up yeah i did speak to coity about it at one point i believe yeah. and uh, yeah but it's the it's the most surreal thing seeing yourself played in a mm. film set in 1974 as a 10 year old it's just <sighs> very bizarre but there we go so could talk about it longer maybe I'll come back and talk no, about it no but a tune would be great to well yeah. I'm sure we could sort out a sort of special 
Screen or it's called the Ghost, and it'll be on uh, you know Apple iPlayer or mm-hmm. YouTube or something at some point. I'll keep you all informed. Max, yeah, probably VHS. <laughs> oh, anyway, gentlemen, Mitch, Chris, Rob, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, we'll be back next week, as I said, with um, one one will be a special live show with Tony Gavin. Come and join us. Go to season.spurshow.net. Until then, come on, you Spurs. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, an absolute delight. Please, Mr. Graham Roberts. Mr. Martin Chivers. Yes. Mr. Glenn Hoddle. Tony, Tony Galvin, Tony Galvin on the wing. Tony Galvin is our very special guest at our next Spurs show season ticket live event at the Albany Pub, Great Portland Street on Tuesday, March 27th. You can join us, listen from Tony, and meet the man by just simply going to season.spurshow.net, signing up and getting a season ticket. And that season ticket will get you and a guest into all our monthly special Spurs Show events. Come on, you Spurs. Spurs Show Live with Tony Galvin on Tuesday, the 27th of March. Secure yourself two tickets at season.spurshow.net 
Plus, get two tickets for the Alan Mullery Show in April and a ticket for the Ryan Mason end-of-season party on May the 16th. That's all from season.spursshow.net. Season.spursshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.